You're listening to Proclaim Gospel Podcast. Coming to you from Tortola, British Virgin Islands. Your host is Evangelist Joel Gums. Welcome back to Proclaim Gospel. Uh, we are in tune with the West Jamaica Conference uh, in the Evangelistic Series, Footprints of Hope, Footprints of Hope Online Evangelistic Series. Uh, the speaker for the chosen time is Pastor Glenn Samuels. Tonight's topic is four holding, three flying, one sealing. Uh, we listen to this very special rendition, and then we'll go right into the word already in progress. removed from my eyes 
can always trust Jesus. He has an endless supply. He just keeps giving and giving till my hunger was satisfied. He started with so little, but oh, how the Lord multiplied. And when he was finished, the want was removed from my eyes. I can always trust Jesus. He has an endless supply. And when he's finished, the want will be gone from your eyes. You can always trust Jesus. He has an endless supply. Always trust Jesus. He has an endless Christ of Nazareth, we come again this evening. The one who sits at the mercy seat interceding for us, the one whose grace is sufficient, the one by whose power we live and move and have our being, the one who's given us this responsibility to take the everlasting gospel to the ends of the earth, the one by whose power the word goes forth, Hallowed be your sacred name. One more time we ask you to bless the ministry of the spoken word. We lift up to you, God, all the peoples across Jamaica and across the Caribbean and across the world battling with this issue of the pandemic, battling 
with death and dying. We lift up before you even our indisciplined folk who fail to abide by the protocols, exposing others to danger. We pray, thou living God of Israel, that in the midst of all of this, may your will be done. Oh Lord, we pray that in spite of the challenges and what may seem to be a disappointing setback, we pray that you will anoint the word tonight. You'd grant us wisdom. But whatever you do, God, may the Holy Ghost carry the gospel to those who shall be hearers of salvation. Bless your words tonight. Wrap this sinful servant in the bosom of your righteousness for the glory of your name and the saving of our souls as are asking in Jesus' name. And let God's children say, Amen. Amen. Tonight, I'd like to begin a two-part series, four holding, three flying, one sealing. That's four holding, three flying, and one sealing. The books of Daniel and Revelation hold some astounding prophetic stuff. But even while I rush into that, I almost forgot uh, to say a special shout out to the folk in Sunderland. That's the newest group. They are, I think they have a screen and projector. Hello, folk there in Sunderland. We're so glad you're able to join us. And uh, even in the challenges, we're expanding the gospel and we seek uh, as of Tuesday to make sure that you have all of the protocols in place. And if it's 10, we go until then. But God bless you. And we, we give God thanks for all the others joining us in Westmoreland and Hanover and St. James and in Kingston and uh, our friends across Canada and the U.S. and other parts of the world in Africa. By the way, I, I forgot uh, to, to put up, well, well, I did say we'll put up all the flags. I still have one more to put up. If you didn't see it, forgive me. I'll make sure it's up. You can't see them all anyway. Somebody accused me that I haven't put up the Jamaican flag. Well, it's right at the beginning and all the others are in alphabetical order. Oh, you're wonderful. You know, you chastise me for so many things. Sometimes I'm guilty and sometimes not guilty. But that's all right. Revelation 7 is where we go tonight. And the chapter comes after this cataclysmic conclusion. You see, chapter 6 winds up with, with, with the awesome spectacle of the end of all things. And I'm, oh, thanking God that the end will come. There is strife tonight. There is confusion. There is war and strife. There is contention. There is pandemic. There is disaster. There is sickness. And the whole world is enveloped, wrapped in a black cloth of sorrow and tragedy. And so the sixth chapter ends with the issue of the coming of the Lord. The sixth chapter said when he opened the seal, the stars of heaven fell and the heavens departed. It concludes with the mountains and islands literally moving out of their places. Kings of the earth and great men, rich men, chief captains and mighty men. Every bondman, every free man hid themselves in the dens. You know, you and I can be bull, buck and duppy conqueror, but God can cut us down to size. And for every human being, there comes a day when the earth shall be shaken up, mountains crumble, because the Lord shall be coming down. And so in the sixth chapter, we are given here a prophetic description of what will happen in that time. But the chapter 
ended with a question. Verse 15. The kings of the earth, the great men, the rich men, the chief captains, the mighty men, every bondman, every free man, hid themselves in the dens and the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb, hide us. Oh, beloved, they had the chance to make right with God, but they didn't. Now they are screaming, hide us, mountains. I heard a song sung by a lady in my home church that said there'll be no hiding place down there. Oh, sinner man, you better repent. There'll be no hiding place down there. Oh, I run to the rocks, but the rocks cried out. I'm seeking to find a hiding place too. But the chapter ends with a question. It says in verse 17, For the great day of his wrath is come. And who shall be able to stand? The great day of his wrath. Mankind has flexed its fist in the face of God. Atheists and agnostics and infidels flex their fists in the face of God. Apostate religious systems have trampled God's word beneath their feet. Mankind, in the name of religion, have exalted their opinions above the word of the living God. But I thank God tonight, beloved, the Bible still stands. And oh, down through the ages, they have tried to stamp out the word of God. But in order to preserve true religion the Lord God has preserved the holy scriptures and I say tonight the devil does not want you to hear the word but before the world shuts down hear it I say to you hear the word of the living God the chapter ends with a question the great day of his wrath is come surely the Lord God will come. Surely the mountains will crumble. Surely there shall be seven last plagues before he comes back. And the question that comes up in the last verse, who shall be able to stand? Well, the first verse of chapter 7 provides an answer. God is still in charge. I'm going to say it again. The question that ended the sixth chapter and the Bible was never originally divided into chapters and verses it was just one document and so the prophet in looking at what God was outlining record the question under prophetic guidance a question who shall be able to stand in the day of God's fierce wrath who shall be able to stand in the day of God's anger who shall be able to stand? Mankind is afraid of a single volcano erupting, spewing liquid fire as it rolls down in its path. But on that day, the entire earth shall be like an erupting volcano. But God will protect and rescue his own. And so the seventh chapter introduced to us an issue that our minds can't wrap itself around. He said, I, after these things, I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth. It doesn't mean it is after the second coming. He dances back and forth between the cataclysmic disturbance that shall take place on the earth. And so several times you'll find the prophet saying, after this and after that. So here he says, after the issues 
in the sixth seal after the wars and cataclysmic explosions of strife and contention after these things I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth holding the four winds of the earth so let me ask you can you hold wind in your hand can you hold wind you certainly can't the bible said the wind bloweth where it lists that it is written this way so you can understand it speaks here wind in prophecy means strife means what and to help you understand that when Daniel, and funny enough, it's the same chapter 7, when Daniel in the 7th chapter was giving us polit uh, the political future, God is so amazing, he is the only one who can outline the future of the world long before it happened. So Daniel, in looking at the kingdoms that would rule the world, he set the context, the vision was set in the context as he said in Daniel chapter 7 and verse 2, he said in my night vision I saw and behold the four winds strove upon the sea. He said I saw in my night vision the winds and he went on to describe the political turmoil as one following the other, the four kingdoms that would rule the world came up. But they came up in what he called the winds. Wind in prophecy means strife. The text says, Daniel spake and said, I saw in my night vision, behold the four winds of the heaven strove upon the sea. Sea represents people. Wind in prophecy represents strife. What Daniel was saying here is that the political kingdoms of the world will come up out of strife, war, and bloodshed, and deprivations, and hardship. Every time there's a war, there's starvation. Well, it's not just political war that causes starvation. I looked on my TV screen, and I saw across America, because of the pandemic, I saw folk lining up trying to get food. Places running out of food because of one pandemic. Hospitals running out of beds because of one pandemic. 500,000 plus dead in one country alone. More than one million dead. Listen to me carefully. The prophet says in the last days there shall be strife and contention and confusion. But the Lord God says in Revelation 7, the prophet says, I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth, holding the winds of strife, that the wind should not blow on the earth, nor on the sea, nor on any tree. What the prophecy is conveying here is that God is in control. The four corners here are not intended to say that the earth has four corners. It's speaking about the points of compass, north, south, east, and west. God is in charge. Oh, sometimes we face some stuff that we can't understand, that we can't handle, that we can't deal with. It's good to know this is my father's world. It's good to know that God has not abdicated 
hated his throne. Sometimes the devil make it seem as if he's in charge. Sometimes evil seem to have the upper hand. Sometimes it seems as if we will never get out of here. But here it is. The Lord God would have you understand in the midst of strife and contention, in the midst of all confusion, in the midst of all the madness and rottenness in our world, God is in charge and he will bring an end to it. I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth holding the winds of strife. You want to look at what the text says. He said uh, that the wind should not blow on the earth nor on the sea. That it should not blow. It should not envelop the earth even where there's only sparse population or where there is thick population God says listen I'm holding the winds of strife well the question is why God why aren't you allowing the strife to go in a world where mankind is flexing its fist in your face why don't you let strife take over God says no I've got something to do in these last days what is it God what is it you want to do look at the next verse the next verse says, And I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea. What did he cry? Look at verse 3. Hurt not the earth, neither the sea, nor the trees until we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. Well, foreholding, before I come back to this, I've got to tie the three flying. So right here, you can understand that God says he has angels holding back the winds of destruction. He has angels holding back the winds of strife. God is in charge and he tells us here the reason he said don't let go until all my children are sealed. Don't let go until those who are determined enough to make heaven their home. Don't let go until I seal the servants of God. Well, God, how will you facilitate this? Well, I'm glad you asked me. Let me jump down to Revelation chapter 14 and verse 6 says, And I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to them that dwell on the earth, to every nation, every kindred, every tongue, every people, saying with a loud voice, I went to a church not in my country ain't nobody in there look like me I stayed in the oven a little too long well maybe they came out a little too early the fact is black or white, pink or blue there's a seat in heaven for me and you sound like a rhyme right black or white, pink or blue a seat in heaven for me and you I don't care if it's proper English. I'm going to say it again. Listen to me carefully. So I got to this church up in Boston. And when they took me in there, the nice pastor said to me, Sir, here we speak in conversational tones. 
And he said, uh, uh, don't worry about altar calls or appeals because we're not used to that. You folk in the Caribbean, you are emotional and, and it may not seem to you that our folk here are responding. And he said, uh, uh, we finished service here at 12 o'clock and so don't feel bad if you're not done by 12, you may be the only one left here. And when I got up, I tried to preach in conversational tones until something down inside of me said, cry aloud and fear not. Lift up your voice like a trumpet and show the house of Israel their sin. And that preaching spirit took hold of me. Can I tell you, minutes after one o'clock, I forgot he said church ended at 12. Because he didn't move and they didn't move either. And the ones he said weren't emotional. I saw tears streaming down their faces. Listen to me carefully. God is calling us. The black of us and the white of us. The tall like me and the short like you. He's calling all of us. Caribbean folk and American folk and European folk and English folk. The black and the white, the pink and the blue. He's calling all of us. Well, how is he calling? He said, preach the gospel. But God, don't you know that this one preached this and that one preached that from the same Bible? But God says something here that you ought not to miss. The Bible said, I saw an angel flying in the midst of heaven having the everlasting gospel the use of the definite demonstrative adjective pointing out that there's a particular gospel and he calls it everlasting gospel this is the only place in the whole bible where these two words are joined together everlasting and gospel so that you may know when adam walked through the pearly gates when john in revelation walked through the pearly gates they are not saved by two different savior they are not saved by different gospel and i'd like you to understand there'll be no confusion in my father's kingdom and the only way to guarantee that there shall be no confusion he's got one gospel from Genesis to Revelation I have one savior from Genesis to Revelation I have one ten commandments from Genesis to Revelation I have one will to obey and the Lord God says preach the gospel the everlasting gospel hear me tonight hear me tonight sometimes the gospel disturbs the comfortable but at the same time it comforts those who've been disturbed i'll come sometimes go to church and i sit and listen or sometimes i'm preaching myself and in the same service i see some folk giggling and chatting and laughing i see some folk crying i see some raising their hands and crying for mercy it's the same service it's the same sermon but there are different hearts and some hearts are cold and calcified some hearts have grown resistant to the pleading voice of god some hearts have become gospel hardened they have heard it over and over and over again hear me tonight if you keep on resisting the word of god you'll get to a place where god will say have it your way 
same sermon. And some are chatting and laughing. Same sermon. And some are crying for mercy. The problem is not the sermon. The problem is the quality of your heart. C.D. Brooks said, the sun melts rocks and hardens clay. The same sun. The problem has to do with the substance of the rocks and the clay. But God will not rest until this everlasting gospel is preached to every nation. Saying with a loud voice, fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment is come and worship him that made heaven and earth the sea and the fountains of waters well let me start with the last part of the text where do you find this statement you find it in the heart of the ten commandments where in the ten commandments you find it in the heart of the fourth commandment the same fourth commandment that says in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and the fountains of waters, and all that in them is. Right here, we are reminded that the reason for Sabbath keeping is not a war over a day. It's not a fight between churches. It's a question of your loyalty to the sovereign creator. If the Lord God is your God, you'll keep the seventh-day Sabbath. It's a reminder that he's your sovereign creator. The middle of the text says, the hour of his judgment is come. Judgment is always in favor of the righteous. Before God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, he set up a commission of inquiry. He investigated their case. There was a pre-advent judgment, an investigation. Well, hear me carefully. When the angels came down to Sodom with God's last warning word, even the children that belonged to Lot, the ones who were married, they were lost because they did not believe the hour of Sodom's judgment has come. They ate, they drank, they carry on their moral madness. Until the sun came up in the morning, the judgment of God in fiery vengeance fell on Sodom and Gomorrah. He said to Noah, the end of all flesh is come because mankind has corrupted his way. God says, I'll send a flood. It had never rained before. And so they said, well, it has never happened, so it can't happen. Have you ever wondered why Jesus chose these two as critical warnings? He said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be. Noah had members of his own family who were lost in the flood. Lot had members of his own family who were lost in the fire. Noah had friends who were lost in the flood. Lot had friends who were lost in the fire. Noah had business partners who were lost in the flood. Lot had business partners who were lost in the fire. Hear me carefully. Your salvation is not dependent on your relative, nor your spouse, nor your business partner. Your salvation is dependent on your willingness to obey the 
everlasting gospel. He said, preach it if they want to hear it. Preach it if they don't want to hear it. Preach it as a witness. Preach it to kings and governors. Preach it to powerful and weak. Preach it to black and white. Preach it to young and old. Preach it so the sick can be encouraged. Preach it so the strong can know you won't be strong forever. Saying with a loud voice, Fear God! This generation, adept in sacrilege, flexes its fist in the face of God. This generation, behave as if it is large and in charge. This generation, fear neither God nor man. But hear the word tonight. Hear the word tonight. Fear God. He doesn't mean to be afraid of God. God doesn't want us to serve him out of fear. The word there simply means reverence him. Acknowledge his sovereignty. Give glory to him. Well, how do we do that? The Bible is filled. It's replete with instructions. Whether you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do it all to the glory of God. God gets glory when we obey him. When the devil comes by with his mighty temptations, when the devil comes by with his alluring, inviting stuff, God gets glory when you slam the door in the face of the old wretch called the devil. And even though you can't see how God's going to work it out, the song that says, I know the Lord will make a way. I know the Lord will make a way. If you don't believe me, ask Job. In his sickness and his suffering, he couldn't understand it. And the devil made him think sometimes that God was trying to kill him. But Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Bless the Lord God for a faith like that. I stopped by the night to say to some struggling heart, to say to some sick folk, hold on in there. I can't understand why God sometimes allowed the suffering, but he's God. And the same thing he did for Job. After the devil killed Job's children, after the devil afflicted Job with sickness and boils and sores, he sat in the ashes and he scraped his flesh. The brother was decomposing while his mind was still alive. The devil is a wicked, good-for-nothing, low-down wretch. But God will make it up to his faithful children. I said, God will make it up. After Job's trial, after all his suffering, he stayed true, obedient to God's will. And ah, God restore twice as much. Hallelujah. God could have kept Joseph from prison. Can you imagine being sold by his own brothers? God could have kept Joseph from prison. He could have kept Daniel from going into the lion's den. He could have kept uh, Herod from chopping off John the Baptist's head. 
I don't know why God allows what he allows, but I do know if you trust him, whether in death or in life, he'll work it out. So he says, fear God, respect him, obey his words, accept his offer of salvation, accept his offer of repentance. Hear me, young man. Hear me, young lady. The Lord God Almighty is calling you before the devil strike you dead in your sins and you face the wrath of God unshielded by the mercy of God. Tonight you have a chance for holding free flying one ceiling god has a vested interest in your salvation and even in your pleasure madness even in your wanton disregard for the call of mercy even in your profligate living even in your wild madness as you seek to destroy your own self and destroy all those around you god says to the angels hold the winds hold the winds hold back the strife until the gospel is preached Hold back destruction until the everlasting gospel belts the earth from pole to pole. Hold back the last destruction. Hold back the fiery destruction until every man, woman, and child gets a chance to hear the plain thus said the Lord God because there shall be no confusion in my father's kingdom. You won't find some going to market and some going to church on the Sabbath day. From one Sabbath to another, all flesh shall come together to worship the Lord God. Hold the winds. Let the commandments of the living God be preached. Hold the winds. And let the call to repentance be given. Hold the winds. And let the call for baptism be heard one more time. Hold the winds. And let prime ministers and governors and oppositions and kings and queens understand there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. Hold the winds. That somebody sporting gun tonight and creating havoc may hear the gospel of Jesus Christ hold the winds until the Holy Ghost gets a chance to knock on the heart door of every unrepentant sinner hold the winds we are no match for the times to which we have come I'm done we are no match for the times to which we have come I watch as doctors and I have doctors in my own family working in New York City Dealing with the scourge of COVID-19. I have friends and relatives who I talk with. And sometimes they are distressed. Some are bothering on frustration. And they said to me, we've lost doctors who have committed suicide. Hold the winds. Medical doctors at their wit's end. Hold the winds. Law enforcement officers can't tame the beast called crime. Hold the winds. God is in charge. But God can do but little more than hold destruction at bay until mercy visits your darkened soul again. Hold the winds while the gospel covers the earth. Listen to me, brilliant intellectual. You don't have the wisdom to manage your life independently of the Lord God. Hold the wind.
friends, there are stuff in life that your intellect can't handle. Hear me, Mr. Businessman. Hear me, Mr. Billionaire. There are things in life that you can't buy your way out of. Hold the winds until the everlasting gospel is declared. The four holding, the three flying. When I get back on Tuesday night, even if it's five of us, we will give the wind a mighty voice. But tonight I challenge you, if you've wandered from the fold, come on back. Every time I have to give a call to backsliders first. You know why? Because Jesus said he comes first of all for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Don't let pride stop you. You've drifted from the church. You know you've done stuff. You've, you've ashamed. You, you've embarrassed yourself in the church and God. I'm not condemning anybody, but I'm challenging you. God is a God of order. I'm challenging you. Break up your fallow ground. I'm challenging you. Get up out of that backslidden state. I'm challenging you. Disobedient to God's commandments. There is enough grace to help you trust and obey. There is enough grace in all your struggle to help you keep on climbing. Sometimes you'll buck your toe and stumble, but get up and keep on moving. Hold the winds. God has a vested interest in your salvation. Do you wonder why you didn't die in that accident? Do you wonder why so many are dead from COVID but you're still here? Do you wonder why you may be broken disgusted but you're still here do you wonder why others have committed suicide but you're still here do you wonder why in the midst of all the stress and distress you're still here because God has an interest in your salvation he's got four angels holding back the strife the everlasting gospel is being preached Tonight you have one more opportunity. A sealing work is taking place. Because God is settling his children once and for all. As they sing tonight, make that decision. And even if we are only permitted one person to go in the water with the candidate, we'll baptize you. Tell the devil he can't stop the preaching of the gospel. Tell the devil in the midst of a world of war and strife, even in communist China, the church had to go underground, but it grew faster underground than before communism took over China. Oh, sometimes God has to allow some stuff to happen to the church to allow us to be about our father's business. Hold the winds. I'm done. Sing the song. Have you wandered I'm done. along on life's 
Destruction. Have you but don't take his grace for granted. He's holding back me strife and confusion. But there is strife. Is There's confusion. What do you think will happen it's when God says, Let go? And don't waste any more of your life. It's foolish. It's foolish to waste your years. It's foolish. When you can find joy and salvation. Fill out the car tonight. Fill out the car. Call us out. Call us out. We'll pray with you. We'll counsel with you. But by the grace of God, let's follow God's will. Our Father and our God, Lord in heaven. Jesus, I present these people from Jamaica, from the Caribbean, from the continent, and the island of the sea. Everyone tonight, wrap us in the bosom of your righteousness. Heal us from our sin sickness. Forgive our transgressions. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Cover us in your blood. Save us, Almighty God. Save us. Help us to trust and obey. And when the sky shall roll asunder, oh, may we have the joy to hear you say, Welcome home, children. Help us to give up our own way. Help us to give up our disobedience. Help us to give up our stubbornness while you hold the winds. Let your will be done. And may your kingdom come. Ask in Jesus' name. I'll see you on Tuesday evening. Don't waste any more of your time. Surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ.
this broadcast has been a blessing to you, you can write us at Proclaim Gospel, P.O. Box 336, Rotown Tortola, British Virgin Islands. Or you may email us at ProclaimGospelVI at gmail.com. Our telephone number is 1-284-547-4601. If you desire Bible studies or prayer, please contact us. Yahweh bless you.